This is episode number four of the Transformative Simplicity Podcast. I'm Mariel Lemaire, and I am your host. Have you ever wondered why you feel magnetized by a specific personality type and are turned off by another? Have you ever had an anxiety attack when your significant other is on a trip abroad and doesn't call you for eight hours? And are you okay with walking away from people, jobs, and partners that don't respect your boundaries? Or do you fear their rejection or criticism? Have you ever found yourself in a perpetual state of resentment towards others because you feel as if nothing your friends and partner do to show their love to you is ever enough? These behaviors are all influenced by our attachment style. We are born with an intrinsic need for love and human connection and our attachment style or attachment patterns determine how each of us reacts to our need and how we go about to get them met. These internal systems for form in early childhood using our experience with our parents and primary caregivers as the point of reference we use to form connections to others in adulthood. Our attachment style affects everything from the partners we choose, the friends that we select, and how well our relationship with them progresses, but also even how it ends if something goes wrong. Knowing our attachment pattern can help us determine our strengths and vulnerabilities within interpersonal relationships. Attachment patterns also influence how we connect to the community, science and medicine, alternative healing modalities, education, politics, and faith. I do want to say that how our attachment style affects the areas I just mentioned, you know, other areas apart from our interpersonal relationships, isn't part of the attachment style theory, but something I personally believe is relevant and that I use in my teaching. I discussed this in detail in the last episode of our two-part series on shame, so I will not repeat that information during this episode. What are the attachment styles and how do these develop? So there are four attachment styles, but on today's episode, we will only focus on the most common or primary, so to speak, three. The first is secure attachment style. The second is anxious, preoccupied. And the third is dismissive, avoidant. The secure attachment style develops when the adults in a child's life create a safe environment that's free of abuse and addictions. Here, the child feels loved, nourished by affection, and certain about the adult's dependency. And as an adult, a person with this attachment style, with the secure attachment style, takes full responsibility for their emotional well-being they are clear about who they are and have a healthy sense of self. They also feel worthy of being loved 
and being a nourish uh, nourishing relationships that are reciprocal a person with a secure attachment style is clear about what their boundaries are and honor and adhere to them whether they are dealing with a boss with the love of their life their mother siblings mentor uh, spiritual teachers etc individuals with this attachment style can give a firm no without an explanation or room to negotiation about their decision. Uh, People also with this attachment style interact with a lot of ease within their relationships because they aren't interested in fitting in or being liked by everyone. A person with a secure attachment style meets their own needs and they have zero expectations about being saved or rescued by anyone or any sort of external force, so to speak. One key aspect is about this particular attachment style when it comes to relationships is that they treat their partners and friends as equal. They never put them on a pedestal. This person can assess when a relationship has stopped working and can walk away from it without vacillation someone with a secure attachment style is not a person that breaks up and makes up several different uh, times they do not engage in that sort of dynamic or at least not often as someone with a different attachment style so what type of partners is someone with a secure attachment style attracted to A person with a secure attachment style is attracted to someone that mirrors their own sense of healthy self-esteem. The individuals they feel drawn to take full responsibility for their own well-being, and they also have a strong support system of friends, mentors, family to keep themselves accountable. They are also actively involved in causes that help make a difference in other people's lives and in the world. And when you are getting to know this person, they ask questions that will help them learn about who you are as a person and what matters most to you. They are good listeners. This person is emotionally available, yet doesn't rush into a relationship because they take time to establish friendship. Their goal is to ensure that your personal values align and that there is lifestyle compatibility before romance takes a center stage. This individual knows how to meet their own needs and yours. They honor their word and follow through with their promises, rain or shine. They call and text when they say they will. If something comes up that deters them from following through, they will make it a point to reach out with an apology and reschedule. These individuals don't disappear. If while getting to know you, they realize the two of you are not a match, they're honest about how they feel and communicate respectfully with this person. You will feel at ease, respected, valued, heard, seen, appreciated, and inspired. The anxious preoccupied attachment style. 
develops when parents of or primary caregivers are not in tune with the child's primary needs. Their presence and love is unpredictable. They are emotionally unavailable, cold, distant. The erratic behavior of the adults cause the child to become insecure. There is a duality to how this child relates uh, to adults. They distrust them, but also act clingy and desperate as an adult themselves, as when, when they go into adulthood, a person with an anxious, preoccupied attachment style engages in dynamics where there is little to no trust within their interpersonal relationships, and they act clingy and desperate with potential suitors, friends, and partner, uh, partners. Someone with an anxious, preoccupied attachment style is always a pursuer. They bond overnight and don't take time to evaluate the person that are getting to they are getting to know uh, and they don't they don't give themselves time to evaluate to see whether or not that person that they're getting to know can or wants to meet their emotional needs this attachment style is uh, the type of person that idealizes a new partner putting them on a pedestal they overlook red flags all the times and someone with this attachment style also has a, le- a low sense of worth and can confuse their longing and anxiety for true love before i proceed to the other points about this attachment style i'd like to say that if this happens to be your attachment style do not feel discouraged be compassionate with yourself and know that you're not alone and that this pattern can be transformed as children we don't get to choose our parents but but as adults we can learn to make decisions that heal our wounds there are many resources available that can help heal and reconnect us to love with that being said, other common behavior expressed by an adult with an anxious, preoccupied, preoccupied style is uh, frequent negative self-talk and unhealthy levels of uh, negative self-criticism. There's a lot of insecurity within interpersonal and working relationships, uh, high level of suspicion, Uh, continual demand for reassurance about other people's feelings for them. These individuals hold their partner and other people responsible for their emotional, physical, and in extreme cases, their financial well-being. A person with an anxious, preoccupied attachment style will experience emotional breakdowns and anxiety when they are not in constant communication with their significant others. So they can come across as manipulative and controlling in their relationships. Uh, Someone with this anxious, preoccupied attachment style also possesses the inability to trust anyone's intentions and have an exaggerated fear of rejection. They resort to extreme measures to get the attention of the object of their affection. Someone with an anxious, preoccupied attachment style always feels dissatisfied with their interactions with others. Nothing 
others give is ever enough. There is an insatiable appetite for affection, admiration, or sex that leads to dangerous behavior and secret addictions to alleviate their feelings of inadequacy and emptiness. One of the aspects of this attachment style that I'd like to highlight is that the person dealing with this um, anxious, preoccupied, uh, anxious, preoccupied attachment style will feel magnetized towards partners that feed into their maladaptive behavior patterns. In other words, they will feel attracted to impossible love or a person that is unreliable, deceitful, and who triggers abandonment issues um, and exacerbates their already exaggerated fear of rejection. What are the most common types of individuals someone with an anxious, preoccupied attachment style will feel compelled to pursue? The first type of individual would be the charming type. They feel magnetic chemistry and can't keep the sexual tension under control. This person comes on strong when they are trying to conquer them and they will feel as if they are their dream partner. To the person with the anxious, preoccupied attachment style, they will feel like they've found the one. Then what happens with the charming type is they become cold, distant, and avoidant. As soon as they become aware that someone is feeling a significant connection to them, this individual excuse their sudden distance and rejection with a busy schedule. What they trigger within the person with the anxious, preoccupied style are feelings of shame, being unlovable, emotional chaos, confusion, and high levels of anxiety. The second type of individual, someone with an anxious, preoccupied attachment style, will feel compelled to pursue is the dangerous type. This person runs on adrenaline. The person with the anxious, preoccupied attachment style perceives this as fun, sexy, exciting in the early stages of the courtship. This individual does everything in excess, whether it's traveling, exercising, shopping for luxury goods, partying, drinking, drugs, sex. This person does not respect boundaries and will try to talk the person with the anxious, preoccupied attachment style into having unprotected sex early in the relationship without asking about their sexual history or this closure of their own. Another characteristic of the dangerous type is that they have a short attention span and they become bored easily and often trigger feelings of inadequacy about the, um, about the anxious person's own lifestyle choices. When interest wanes, they disappear for t extended periods and abandon the connection without warning. Part of their exit strategy is to always have other potential romantic interests at their disposal. The last and other common type that people with an anxious preoccupied attachment style are attracted to is impossible love. This person is 
emotionally unavailable, hot and cold, in and out, loves them one day and is unsure about their feelings the next. Typically, this individual is going through a major life crisis when you meet them, either going through a breakup, divorce, unemployment. They cannot give anyone, not only just the person with the attachment, with the anxious preoccupied attachment self, but anyone, a fulfilling relationship. Their love and affection will always feel out of reach, no matter how devoted one is to the partnership. Here, the person with the anxious preoccupied attachment style is also putting time, effort, money to sustain the relationship. They're the only ones actively participating in the relationship. The person with the anxious attachment style will have a hard time being their true selves with this person and they'll struggle to ask them to show up and be present in the relationship. The person dealing with the maladaptive behavior pattern is in a state of denial about the lack of reciprocity and imbalance that exists in the relationship. This relationship chips at their self-esteem over time, but they are unable to leave the unhealthy dynamic because they feel responsible for the other person's well-being. Impossible love is exhausting and causes a lot of shame which leads to hiding isolation a compulsive need to lie about small and large things i'd like for us to look at rejection when we speak about the anxious preoccupied style uh, I'll, i'll continue to explain this because research show that rejection triggers the same brain pathways that are activated when we experience physical pain. And a, a key and often unspoken aspect of rejection is that it triggers obsession. So in an extreme case where an individual with an anxious preoccupied attachment style is rejected, their judgment becomes clouded and they become obsessed with the object of their affection. This unbearable pain being triggered by rejection leads them to engage in unrequited love or what is known as one-sided love which is love that is not openly reciprocated or understood by such by the beloved so the beloved may not be aware of the admirer's deep and strong romantic affection or may consciously reject it the anxious preoccupied individual will then claim that the object of their affection is their soulmate, their divine partner, or twin flame, whom they have an otherworldly emotional and spiritual bond with, often saying that they have a telepathic connection to the other person and that they came to earth to experience a profound spiritual journey alongside this person. The narrative or the storyline they create is one where they need to fight against all odds, transcend emotional turmoil, and finally consummate their love with this person for the good of humanity. Most of the person's time and energy, the person with the anxious preoccupied attachment style, becomes consumed by by devising ways in which to keep this delusion alive 
The person dealing with the maladaptive behavior pattern will go as far as to claim that the object of their affection's role is to help them heal by showing them their wounding. The anxious preoccupied individual is unable to respect a no from the object of their affection, even if the object of their affection is married, engaged, or in a committed relationship with another person. The extraordinarily dangerous aspect of this is that they spiritualize toxicity and dysfunction within this dynamic by claiming that the intention of this one-sided love is to teach them about unconditional love, unconditional love, and that this relationship is a catalyst for their spiritual awakening. When the person with an anxious preoccupied style is engaging in this dynamic, they are in a fragile emotional state, but can't look at the situation in that way. Because again, like I said earlier, their judgment is clouded. To alleviate the intense pain of the rejection, they'll go on a quest of working with multiple healers, obsessively going to session after session after session, declaring that they need to release blocks to love that they need deeper healing, that they need to access greater faith, that they need to clear karma from past life, um, past lives, and the list goes on and on and on. All of this because they cannot accept that someone they are obsessed with doesn't want them back. Why am I explaining any of this? Because unfortunately, there are thousands of people engaging in this dynamic and it's become a highly profitable industry where people that are in a vulnerable state after rejection or a bad breakup start working with other individuals that are self-proclaimed twin uh, twin flame or conscious partnership coaches or healers and if you do a google search or a youtube search on the term twin flame you'd be floored by the amount of people claiming to be experts on this type of relationship dynamic and selling programs at an exorbitant price tag, energy healing sessions, Akashi record clearing sessions, which is past life regressions, private groups, ayahuasca journeys, retreats, you name it, and they're selling it to people in this vulnerable state, right? I'd like to clarify that I don't have anything against experimental healing modalities where science, the medical, and spiritual are merged um, or either holistic healing modalities with you know energy healing, retreats, etc. But I do find prying on people's vulner- uh, vulnerable emotional state in that matter, in the matter I just described, I consider it to be highly unethical and in no way, shape, or form acceptable. I share this so I share this not so you can use this information as a tool for self-judgment, but rather to bring awareness about the dangerous behavior that this attachment style encompasses when we don't seek help from an ethical medical professional to assist in addressing trauma and in our healing. 
I personally had the experience with the so-called twin flame dynamic and wasted thousands of dollars believing in this lie. And after three years, when I finally realized that what was what I was truly dealing with was deep rooted, a deep rooted sense of shame and a maladaptive behavioral behavioral pattern um, that I developed to cope with that shame. That's when I was able to initiate true healing. However, there wasn't a refund for the scams that I encountered of people marketing themselves as honest healers wanting to deliver truth and shed light on this topic. And in all honesty, the only light that needs to be shed on this topic is that it's a fraud. And the answers to all your questions are within you. There's no such thing as a single individual on the planet that is supposed to be the one. Know that we have limitless options when it comes to forming connections. We just need to choose a partner that reciprocates our love, one whom our values align with, where there is lifestyle compatibility and clear, consistent action taken by both individuals in the relationship to build and maintain the relationship. If someone doesn't want you and has chosen someone else, they're not for you. If you're wrong for them, then they're also wrong for you. And if this is your attachment style or if you're in this type of dynamic, my heart goes out to you. And I'd like to reiterate that you can change your attachment style as an adult if you're battling If you are battling because of this attachment style, this does not have to be your forever. You can change and course correct um, how you relate to other people. And uh, awareness is the first step towards emotional freedom and more satisfying relationships. But like I said in my two-part series on shame, awareness and lifestyle changes help, but don't heal us. We must Go to the root of the maladaptive behavior pattern. Address the addiction or dependency we've developed to the chemicals our body releases when we're in emotional turmoil. Uh, We have to be willing to seek and receive ongoing professional help and commit to releasing shame and healing from it. Uh, Committing also, we, we have to, you know, part of the healing is committing to forming a support system of people that don't feed into the maladaptive pattern. This is key to healing. I'll speak more about this on the next episode where I I, I address how to transform uh, your attachment style to a more secure attachment style. The last attachment style we'll be discussing is the dismissive avoidant avoidant attachment style this attachment style develops when parents ignore the child's primary care primary needs it might sound similar to the experience of a child with an anxious preoccupied attachment style but it differs because in this particular scenario the parents or primary caregiver are unavailable emotionally and always unresponsive to the child there are no moments of love toward the child, rather constant emotional desertion. 
They reject the child when they're sick or injured, encourage premature independence, and do not tolerate crying or any other display of emotion. As an adult, someone with a dismissive avoidant attachment style craves isolation and becomes the pseudo-independent type. Uh, One of their biggest fears is that they will lose their independence to be controlled by people who are loving towards them. They take care of themselves and reject any type of assistance or emotional nourishment from others. These individuals strive for perfection in every aspect of their lives. Uh, They develop a type A personality because type A personality because they want to be perceived as someone that is in full control of their life and destiny, which in theory isn't harmful. However, for someone with a dismissive avoidant attachment style, this behavior is a protection mechanism intended to mask the pain being um, emotionally neglected as children caused. When you are getting to know someone with a dismissive avoidant attachment style, while they're while they're out in public, they're charismatic, outgoing, and social. However, once you display a consistent interest in them, they put up their walls and create physical and emotional distance. Uh, people with this attachment style want companionship but avoid intimacy at all costs. Intimacy feels too dangerous to them. The strategic strategic foundation of adults with a dismissive avoidment uh, avoidant attachment style is to never display a desire for closeness warmth affection or love other characteristics displayed by these individuals are being self-contained calculated and controlled in all their interactions someone with a dismissive avoidant attachment style minimizes the importance of their own emotion and take pride in this. They also must have the last word in all of their interactions. Compromise is a non-existing word in their interpersonal relationships. They are also often perceived as dominating and manipulative and they never express their desire for love and often become the eternal bachelor or bachelorette. Um, Someone with a dismissive dismissive attachment style runs and ghosts people when they feel a meaningful connection with someone. This individual seeks proximity. I think I mentioned this before, but they avoid intimacy. They often deflect the pain of loss by focusing on large goals. They always have a highly challenging project at hand that consumes most of their time. Many individuals with this personality type are, or this attachment style, sorry, this attachment pattern are workaholics. They can also be perceived as someone that is self-absorbed and often focuses solely on their own pleasure and comfort. When a friend, when in a friendship or a partnership, other people feel as if they're alone in the relationship. So whom is someone with a dismissive avoidant 
attachment style attracted to. They're attracted to the emotionally distant. The person is usually a high achiever. Their busy work and travel schedule allows them to form no emotional attachment to their partner. And it's the perfect arrangement because the person with a dismissive avoidant attachment style can have the isolation they seek while still showing the world they have a partner and a large influential social circle. The person that someone with a dismissive avoidant attachment style is attracted to is also exaggeratedly focused on their self-image and on comfort. And that's okay because so is the person with the maladaptive behavioral pattern. Everything about their relationship is transactional. Both these individuals don't believe in physical affection and the well-being of the relationship is never a point of conversation. They both deny the need to feel nourished through a connection and believe that love is for dreamers. They also always must have the last word and every decision they make must be around their schedule and on their terms. They also one characteristic of what they seek, of what someone with a dismissive avoidant attachment style seeks in a partner is for them to be able to show the world that they are a power couple. This person shuts down emotionally if ever asked for affection. They feel entitled and are overindulgent. When they disappear, disappear for weeks without a warning, they expect whomever their partner is to reconnect with them asking no questions. If their partner ever says that they are ending the relationship, their response is, good luck, I do not care. With this type of relationship dynamic, the person will feel, the person relating to this type of a partner will feel manic, numb, and apathetic. Can you have more than one attachment style? We have a primary attachment style, which is the setting our system defaults to when we're navigating interactions with others. However, there's also a possibility of specific behaviors from a different attachment style other than your primary manifesting within interpersonal relationships. As in response, this happens in response to each individual interaction uh, being had with others. An example that can provide a detailed picture of this or how this plays out is when we encounter individuals that bring out the worst in us, so to speak. And then we have other people that seem to bring out the very best in us. We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in and for your time, for your support. And I hope this information helps you on your healing journey. On the next episode, I'll speak about how to cultivate a more secure attachment style if you have an anxious, preoccupied, and dismissive avoidant attachment style. I will share options, modalities, and tools available to help you heal from within and shift out of these attachment styles or maladaptive behavior patterns to improve your relationship with self, 
and with others. Please subscribe and share this episode with anyone you think might benefit from listening to this information. Chat soon.